It was a Sunday in July, a bike ride through a Chicago neighborhood. A pickup speeds by and slams into several other vehicles. The aftermath recorded on his smartphone. Hey, stop right there, he's moving. Hey, you're hitting this guy. Hey, stop. Hey, 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 I've got you on video. Whoa, 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 don't do that, get off, get off, get off, get off. Déjalo, déjalo. The person yelling, the current comptroller for the state of Illinois. Welcome to the Mike Snuffer Reports podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from Susanna Mendoza. She was elected state comptroller back in December of 2016. She's full of energy and has a passion for public service, but we're not talking politics in this portion of her interview. No, it's about an encounter she had with a well-known Chicago tough guy. At the time, she had no idea who she was dealing with. She was just doing her part as a concerned citizen. The encounter was with a guy named John Boyle. His nickname among Chicago journalists is John Quarters Boyle. We'll explain where he got the name Quarters from. Now, here's Susanna Mendoza, and the title for this story, well, you can call it Say Cheese. Uh, but Mr. Boyle is a very popular name in Chicago, Quarters Boyle, right. to be Quarters, specific. Quarters Boyles, yeah. Yes, he, um, Quarters is not his given name, right? No, it's John Boyle. Yeah. But he so was, tell me where you got Quarters, and then we'll go up to your yeah. story. So he was given the name by John Cass, who's yeah. a very famous uh, Tribune columnist. Mm-hmm. He took over from Mike Roykel, which many people know, you right. know, if okay. you read the Trib. Okay. And he's been writing about Quarters Boyle forever. Right. So even when I was a kid, I was reading these stories about Quarters Boyle and Matches Boyle, that's his brother, who right, was a right. Chicago Fire lieutenant who set over 20 arsons and okay. went to jail. Okay. Uh, but Quarters Boyle got the nickname from John Cass because he stole over $4 million worth of quarters from the Tollway Authority when he used to work there. Yeah. So he was a state employee. Where do you stash $4 million I know, right? Yeah. I guess you must do it slowly or yeah. something. But he, uh, he really went to jail. Really big piggy banks. Really big ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He went to jail for I think it was three years. Yeah. And then he left, and in you know what people might say Chicago fashion, yeah. unfortunately, uh, was given a very uh, high salaried job working for the city of Chicago. I was going to say, so he still ended up with a with a yes. government job out of all after this. having yeah. gone to jail for stealing four million dollars worth of quarters. Right. And then so he gets this job, and then he becomes a front and center character in the um, trucks. I think it was a hired truck scandal, as they called it, okay. which was a federal investigation right. that brought a lot of people down in the city. And he was one of he was a ringleader, basically, and went to jail for that. Right. Uh, and then he was also connected to a, apparently not for very long, though. No, not very long. That's okay. the whole point. So I think a lot of right. people have seen Quarters as a guy who has gotten yeah. really incredibly lucky when going up before law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I'd never met him. I didn't know what he looked like. I just read about him for all these years. Right. So you're out riding your bike. Yep, with my husband and our four-year-old. Right. And he was pulling our four-year-old in a little trailer, you know, okay, attached to his right. bike. Out on a beautiful Sunday, it was like 1230, I want to say, right. in the afternoon on Sunday. Went out for a bike ride, and we were stopped at a red light when this huge truck just plows through the red light. I mean, it went right by right. me. I was on the inside, and my husband and our son were to the right. My husband even said, oh, my God, like, that could have, mm-hmm. that guy could have plowed us, right? 
Um, but he went through the red light and then a few blocks down, we actually heard like a noise, right? So David, my husband said, I, I wouldn't doubt it if that guy hit somebody. And then we just rolled up to the scene of what was now a four car accident. And he was at the very back of it. And it made sense to me because I had seen him just plow through that red light super fast. Um, and he hit a vehicle. There were three cars stopped at a red light. He hit the car in the back, which then hit the car in front of uh, him and then, uh, you know, the front car. So when I rolled up to the scene, so we got, like, it just happened. Four vehicles, this kind of domino. domino yes, exactly. Here. So he was the fourth, right? Okay. He was the one in the back, but he's the one who right. caused the accident. And so then um, I rolled up on my bike with my husband and her son, and there was a woman who was yelling, like, please help me, please help me. So I stopped. Tom, we have a dangerous dude here. We need to get it. Hey, stop right there. He's moving. Well, I didn't actually get off my bike. I actually used my bike to try to block the lane a little bit. Right. Knowing, of course, if this guy tried to leave, I'd jump off my bike. But, um, you know, you think like Thinking maybe people, stop, stop it's him. not going to stop a Ford right. okay. 150 pickup truck. Okay. But I thought maybe it'll <laughs> discourage him from trying to plow over me, you okay. know. But hey, stop right there. He's moving. Hey, you're hitting this guy. Hey. Stop. Hey, 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 I've got you on video. In any event, uh, I started taking pictures of the license plate when this gentleman starts to move his truck onto a gentleman who is standing right in front trying to block him from right. leaving the scene of the accident. So it was clear to the person who was in front of his truck that he had, was the driver was drunk. At least that's what it seemed like to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't want him to get away because then he could pose an even greater threat to somebody else, whether right. it's a pedestrian or another cause another accident more serious and uh, I started taking videotape once he started to move his vehicle because I thought this guy's gonna run someone over started taking at this videotape. point you still have no idea I have no who he idea is. no okay. idea who he is okay uh, but I'm just trying to help the people on the scene right, right? and then um, he eventually ends up pushing this guy out of the way like taking I've off got you on video whoa 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 don't do that get off get off get off get off déjalo, déjalo. oh man that's not smart Tom, the guy's taken off, and there, he almost ran a man over. We need the police here now. He, you know, he starts moving, inching his truck, and the guy's like, hey, don't move, and I'm telling him not to move. Stay right there. And eventually, he pushes his way out. This gentleman, like, jumps into the cab of, or not the cab, what do you call it, the back? Bed. Is that the, the bed, the bed of the, the pickup truck? Okay, right. It's like T.J. Hooker or something, right? And I'm like, oh, don't do that. That's not smart. This is one of the other. One of this the is other. one of the drivers who was hit. Okay, yes. so he jumped. Okay, so he jumps in the back of. Yeah, because we're trying to like. Yeah. Pick up truck bed. Okay. In the bed, because right. we don't want him to get away. Right. Okay. Not because we were upset about him hitting the cars, but because right. we were worried about him causing like a death, right? So he eventually pulls over because this guy's <laughs> in the bed of his cab, and then or the truck, and then uh, he gets out. So this gentleman. The Good Samaritan gets out, Hoarders gets out, and I go to look in the truck to see if maybe he has the keys right, in there. Right. You know, the guy's right, right. drunk and yeah. thought if the keys are in there, I'm going to snatch the keys out. And then crisis averted. We had already called the police. I'd called the police, and we were expecting them to get there soon. Uh, but the keys were not in the truck, so I was like, ah, oh, and I couldn't see them on him. So it's not like I could just snatch him and run away or something. So I decided to follow him into this mini-mart so that I could get a really good video image of his face. Right. Because everything else is my eye on him, but he's going to get arrested. Because everything else was happening so quickly. I could see the truck, but I didn't have an image of his face. And I wanted to make sure that that person was associated to the person that was in the car. So I followed him into this mini-mart, and I warned people to please be careful because this guy is a little bit dangerous, potentially. 
We did call the police. Please be careful with this gentleman, okay? Please be careful. The police are on their way. Be careful, guys. Please be careful with this guy. I said be careful with you, sir. You almost ran that man over. I got you on video. I got you on video. Say cheese. You just ran that man over almost. You're the police? Great, wonderful. I don't think you're the police, and if you are, you won't be for long, sir. And then um, he, we had a little interaction with some, you know, friendly banter. I wouldn't call it that, but whatever. And uh, and this is what John Cass wrote about. Okay. And then uh, he left. He got back into the car. I told him, don't leave. You know, I've got you on video. Told him to say cheese, you know, this kind of stuff. Here he is getting in his car again. You better take the keys out of that car, buddy, or just leave them in there, I guess. What? Be more evidence. What? You better stay there. The cops are coming. You better stay. All right, see ya. Here he is leaving the scene. Oh my God, there he's going to hit somebody. Here. And then he leaves and he makes a left turn into oncoming traffic and we're like worried that he's going to kill somebody. But long story short, thank God he didn't. Uh, and then about a week later, he turned himself into the police. Now, obviously, um, had he the knew video, that had the video hit the media by then? No, oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't even share it with anybody, okay. not even my staff. Right, right, it was right. just kind of something weird that happened on a Sunday. <laughs> and I gave the video to the police, and I gave it to all the witnesses, like all the victims, actually, in right. the three vehicles, mm -hmm. so that they could use that for their court case or whatever, or their insurance. And, uh, and then that was it. I didn't talk about it. The only reason this became a story is because... I was supposed to be in Southern in Springfield actually on right. that Friday of the before the Monday court case, the first one. Right. And no, I'm sorry, I was supposed to be there on Friday, which was the day of the court case. And uh, a couple days before that, I told my staff, uh, my secretary, to please reschedule. Was that fr a Friday, Abden? The first one, yeah. yeah. So like on Wednesday, maybe Monday or Wednesday, something like that. I told so this my secretary. Has been within, so this is in September now. Of of, of last year. Of this year. Of so this, this happened okay. July. Of this then, year? Yes, and okay, I didn't okay. talk about it until September. Okay. And at the end of September, and the reason is because I um, I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. And then I told my secretary, I said, hey, I can't go to Springfield now because they just told me that the court case is on Friday, and I don't want to miss it. You know, because you, you hear these stories, you don't show up to the yeah. court, and then they drop charges, and then the guy skates. And I want to make sure he doesn't skate. So, um then my communications director and my lawyer, so this is kind of mm -hmm. funny, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they are supposed to come to Springfield with me, and they see that it's no longer on the schedule. And they're like, hey, why aren't we going to Springfield with the controller anymore? And Amanda's like, oh, because she's got to go to court. So she rescheduled it. And they're like, court? What do you mean court, right? Like, I should know about court thing <laughs> with the controller. So um, they pulled me in, and I said, hey, what do you, first of all, don't think negative, because I'm never going to do anything that's going to yeah, embarrass right, you guys right, in court. Right, Number right. two... The reason I'm going to court is for a traffic thing that happened where I pulled up on this car yeah, and I saw yeah. this. And then um, Abden's like, uh, I, well, what happened? And I go, can you believe that the guy that I hit, that, that I got on video, can you believe that the guy that I got on video is the infamous Quarters Boyle? And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, and I have this video to prove it, so I want to go to the court case to show the uh, prosecutors that I've got this additional evidence, right, that might be useful. And so that's when he said, you're kidding me, right? You actually have video on this? How come we don't know about it? I'm like, I, I, it's kind of embarrassing. I didn't think it was a big deal, you know? I'm just trying to help out. And uh, so then he called John Cass, who went to the court, because, of course, this is a huge deal for yeah, John Cass. Yeah. 
And then he went to court and I showed up and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a good good Samaritan, or I should say just as a good citizen, right? right. And uh, and the rest is history. Like this became a super big, huge story in Chicago. But I, um, I had asked the police to please keep me informed as to what happened with this yeah. guy. I hope that they caught him. I had the license plate clear, the vehicle and the image. And then I got a text message from one of the police officers a day later or two saying, is this the guy? And I'm like, yes, that's the guy, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says his name is John Boyle. And I had heard this name growing up. So mm-hmm. just like when I hear John Boyle, almost jokingly, I said, not the infamous quarters Boyle, right? And I Googled it before he even had a chance to answer me. And I'm like, oh, this is the guy. So that's when I first realized. But instead of like saying, oh, here's a guy who's very connected. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly he was with politicians, but also there's, you know, it's been highly reported that he was connected to the mob in Chicago, right? So, um, you know, you might think I would say, I'm just going to let this go, but right. it's the opposite. I want to make sure that he doesn't skate because too many good people have been hurt by this guy in the past. And it seems like people lose confidence in government when they think that there's favors being done for people who believe that they're above the law and nobody's above the law. So the state comptroller chasing down drunk drivers <laughs> who, who are infamous. Uh... Yeah, well... <laughs> It, it is what like it is. This. Just another Sunday in, uh, <laughs> in my life. But uh, I wouldn't encourage other people to do that, right? So people ask me all the time, weren't you worried or whatever? No, in the moment, I just wanted to help. I'm not thinking about the consequences of if this guy had a gun on him or a million other things that if you think about it would stop you from engaging. But I wouldn't encourage your average citizen to do that because maybe it was a little crazy. But I also think that as a public servant, we should hold ourselves to a higher standard than we would our right. average you know, constituent. And so I'm happy I got to do it. And I think uh, um, he's probably not so happy. That's okay. <laughs> Great story. Okay.